This is episode 47 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gellner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. In 2014, Lindsay Lorraine, our featured guest here today on Extraordinary Women Radio, and her husband were sitting at the dinner table and food was flying all around the room. They had three boys and it was such a messy mess that they were making in their their kitchen. She and her husband looked at each other and said, we need to do something different. There's got to be a better way. We need to make a plate the boys can't toss. The next day, Lindsay headed off to work. She started doing the research. And within six months, this go-getter, Act Now woman, had invented and launched her company, Easy Peasy, and created the Happy Mat, an all-in-one silicone placement plus plate with patented self-seal technology. With the Happy Mat, infants and toddlers can no longer tip and toss their plates at mealtime. And they're just really cool. And since then, they've also expanded this concept into the pet world, creating bowls that dogs and cats can't tip over. I know I need one of those in my house. So this is my kind of story for sure. In our interview, Lindsay shares how she started the company, Easy Peasy, and how she grew it to a global multi-million dollar organization by bootstrapping her way. Easy Peasy self-funded, and there's some great stories in the interview about this and how she did this. If you have ever had a product idea bouncing around in your head, if you've ever been feeling, if you've been feeling burnt out in a job and wanting to have more fun in your life and work, you're going to want to listen to Lindsay's stories. They're inspirational. But no one ever said that being an entrepreneur is easy, and Lindsay is brutally honest that not every day is a walk in the park. But in making the leap, everything can be life-changing, and it can be life-giving, and that's what Lindsay shares with us. And as we chatted in this interview, I got a bit introspective about my own journey of how I took the leap from my former marketing and branding exec job in the corporate world, and I feel so fortunate that I get to do the work that I do today, from this podcast, to my coaching, to leading my business masterminds for my business, for my clients. And there's, there's just truly nothing like it. And when I reflect back on how I have been able to help my clients take that same kind of big leap out of their corporate roles and into the work that they're passionate about and is purpose-driven to help them build the brands and strategies to grow their own companies instead of growing somebody else's companies, it makes me smile. Because this makes a difference in the lives of others for my clients and for their families, and they get to make a difference in the lives of others as well for their clients and for their families. It's a huge ripple effect that we're all creating together. If these kind of ideas have you have been bubbling around in your heart or in your head, I invite you to reach out to me at cami at camigelner.com and say, I'd love to explore this further. This is what I do. This is what I love, love to do. And if you know what it is that you want to do in your life, but you just haven't taken the leap, or if you're still trying to figure that out, that's how I help. I'm so passionate about helping women step into their purpose, 
find their voice, and share it with the world. It's my gift that I get to give back into the world. So drop me that email and let's jump on the phone. Lucky for me, I get to do this. Okay, let's dig into today's inspiration. Let's meet Lindsay Lorraine of Easy Peasy. You are going to love her. Well, welcome, Lindsay. It's so great to have you here on Extraordinary Women Radio. Thank you for inviting me. I am honored. Well, I love your story. I really, really love your story. It was such a pleasure to get to see you speak last fall, which kind of sparked my interest in you, and then have you on my Circle of Inspiration panel at the Extraordinary Women Connect event in January. Oh, I know. Such a good event. It was a a great event from the panelists to the community. You have a wonderful community, and I enjoyed the event very much. Uh, They're always so much fun for me as well, and that was really a good panel of just, you know, wildly successful entrepreneurs. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So I love the story of how your company, Easy Peasy, started. So let's just go back to that day that you got the idea to start Easy Peasy. Will you tell the story? Yes. So, um, you know, I actually, so I I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I spent my career in corporate America and was working in my corporate job. Um, My husband and I have three boys and I know, right? (laughs) Yes. We were, we were blessed with identical twins um, which wow. was a huge surprise. And, uh, so we had the three boys. And so as you can imagine, mealtime was always just kind of madness. Mm-hmm. And really one night at dinner, um, my husband out of frustration, you know, looked at me and just said, there's gotta be a better way. Um, and I went to work the next day and just started searching, you know, for items that made mealtime less messy really, and suction plates and bowls and realized nothing existed. And so I came home from work that day and put a bowl on a piece of paper. I taped a bowl to a piece of paper and I told my husband, I said, I'm going to create a company and, and, you know, create a product. And if anyone can do it, I can do it. So that was really the beginning of uh, the easy peasy story. And then everything else happened really quickly. It's been now four years since that idea. That's and what I love about it is, is that, you know, you were in the midst of food flying around the kitchen table and thinking there's got to be a different way. And you actually did think of the idea, but even more importantly, you went and took the steps to make it happen, right? I mean, that's the thing. So many people get ideas and they don't do something with it. So what was that catalyst that said, you know, I'm going to go do this? Well, gosh, and that's such a great, it's so true because at one point, and I always laugh now because once you eventually do an idea and you create a product, you realize like you kind of can create anything you want to. Mm -hmm. And, but I, you know, before this, I had literally said to myself like, oh, every good eyes, you know, every good idea has been taken. (laughs) Like I I literally thought that in my eyes. So just to tell you and everyone listening, I promise I could give you like a lot of good ideas that you could go run with right now. They're not all taken. There's room for innovation. But I think, um, you know, with me, my personality has always been very all or nothing. And I always say it's a blessing and a curse. So I just can't like kind of do something. Um, so I just, once I made up my mind, it, there was just no turning back. And I'm like, I'm just like such a believer. And so I ordered, you know, right after I taped the bullet to a piece of paper, I ordered the Mom Inventors Handbook which is a phenomenal book for anyone's listening. What's it called again? The Mom Inventor's Handbook. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it should be called the Inventor's Handbook because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's so, it's not just for moms. Mm -hmm. 
but, and it just kind of walks you through the steps. And so I obsessively read that probably like in a day, you know, and had a whole notebook of what I should be doing, which I like still have, which I think is awesome. That's totally And then, cool. yeah. And then, you know, from there I found, you know, I, I won't bore everyone with the process, but just a lot of, you know, researching and finding a local person and good people that, you know, were willing to help when I started and just, um, you know, and then moved really quickly. But again, that's, that's my personality. So I think, you know, believing from the start and just kind of doing like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to make this happen. That's so cool. That's so cool. And just believing you're in yourself and that, and as you, um, and I am actually curious about the, the steps that you had to take. Did you, so when you started creating your protocols and then your first products, were you, how did that process go? Yeah. So I was, so it was a local, I actually reached out to, I did enough research, you know, during that time. I mean, honestly, the book probably said like research materials and I fell in love with silicone really early on. So our mats are, it's the easy peasy happy mat and they self seal or the easy peasy mats. Now we have a bunch of them, um, but they self seal to the table and they create this unique suction. So kids can't toss and throw their plates. And, um, I fell in love with silicone and silicone's great because it's inert and no mold and fungus can grow on it. And it's, uh, it lasts forever. So really there doesn't wear or fade all of these reasons. Um, and it's safe and it's good quality. Um, and then I found, I really, I found a local silicone kind of manufacturer, um, in Colorado Mm-hmm. And, you know, I called him up on the phone. Now this is probably like four days after I bought that book. Like, <laughs> that's so awesome. Right? And said, I have this idea. Could I just come down? And, you know, I think I literally had the bowl taped to a piece of paper at that time. And really nice guy just, you know, said, look, it's going to be impossible for us to make this. You're probably gonna have to go overseas, but I can help you. And you're going to need CAD drawings. And, um, you know, he helped me from the start and kind of put me in touch with a manufacturer. And then I did a lot of researching on my own. And I ended up finding through that, uh, a Chinese, uh, an overseas manufacturer in China and they have been phenomenal. And I got really lucky finding, you know, a partner direct that, um, has been with us since the start and has really quite frankly been become like family. So I've been to China, they come over to our trade shows. And so, um, that's how it ended. But with prototypes and stuff, I had a lot of that locally made in Colorado from like people out of their garages. Um, you know, I find, I found a guy that was retired in silicone and he made me one of the first prototypes and a woodworker up in Northern Colorado whittled me like a, a prototype. So again, it was a lot of Googling and researching and calling and what everyone is capable of doing, listening. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I like too, is that you got Early on, you got, oh, that's not going to work, right? I mean, uh, and and you kept moving anyway. Yes, I always say that. If I listen to everyone saying, you're not going to be able to do that, and you're, it's shocking. And it's so, I can't believe, you know, luckily I didn't listen to all the people of that either it's going to be too expensive to make or um, you're going to need to get money or, you know, you're not going to be able, you shouldn't work with your friends you know, no businesses succeed, all of these things. It's really crazy how like negative and, and everyone has opinions, right? I was right. on Shark Tank. That was a whole crazy experience with, um, you know, people having opinions with no insight or idea into your business. Right. Um, which is kind of funny, but it's a lot, you, it's hard not to listen to it when it's all the noise and, you know. And not, I had, I'd actually forgotten that you went on to Shark Tank, but so what yeah. was that experience like? 
Well, that was an, an interesting experience, I think, more for me. And, you know, I try to, like, with all of my life experiences, I try to just reflect and learn from, you know, why did this happen to me or what was the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. And with Shark Tank, it was really interesting from a business perspective. I mean, we went on because at the time, we didn't have our pet company. So we now have, we have another pet company called Ono. And it's the same concept, silicone self-seal mats, but they're for pets. Uh Um, So we didn't have that and we did not have any licensing experience. So if you can imagine our mats, we had Care Bears mats, we have since done, Um, but like Disney and all these, like the licensing opportunities. So for us, I was like, Shark Tank would be phenomenal, right? With licensing or doing like a different industry. Right. Um, So we went on, it ended up not working from a deal perspective. Um, and it just wasn't fit, the right fit culturally. But what, so that was fine. I left the show, we taped it. What I did not anticipate naively was like, what am I going to look like on TV? You know, how should I present myself? What are people going to say? <laughs> and because I just don't live my life like that. Right. Um, I kind of just do, you know, who I, I who am, who I am. But people have opinions and are really mean. And like, I got tormented online. Like, you know, I mean, just anything mean that you could think of saying I was said about me from, I mean, just like the, the, the cruelest stuff. So it hurt. Like I would be lying if I said Absolutely. I did not cry. Mm-hmm. But then after I think what some, you know, what for me put it in perspective, someone had called me a really mean name and, and called me dumb XYZ and they spelt dumb wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally, and I was like, how have I given, you know, any time to any of these people? Mm -hmm. And, but then, you know, looking back, I wasn't, I I never was bullied growing up. And now, you know, I can just relate to like, not people that get bullied at online, um, people hiding behind their computers and that's all real and it's sad. And, um, I think it just, you know, I'm better now. I'm now a better person. I'll be more empathetic when our, our kids probably go through it. And, um, but it was, so that, that for me was an experience of like, um, humanity, I think yes. at its worst. Yes. Um, and like how much, um, our society believes in television and reality television is like kind of scary, you know, in, in the sense of like people have really strong opinions again on, on the way we're running our business or that I'm a good or a bad business person based on like, a you know, a, a 10 minute clip that's cut down from an hour. Right. And that's like, that's, that's the scary part to me. And that's like a fraction of what goes on. Right. I can't imagine, um, you know, all the other shows and industry and famous people and anything. I mean, it's just right. Right. But again, you persisted, right. I mean, it's, and that's what I love is, is that you, you know, it's like you continue to say, I am, I'm stepping forward despite all that other stuff. So when you just said, you know what, wait a minute, that person that can't spell dumb, correctly. Yeah. Can't tell me something. So how did you move forward off of that where you just said, I'm going? Yeah. I think, you know, with everything I do allow myself to like, you know, I'm sure there's like probably if if I went to a psychologist, they would say, well, that's the normal like grieving process. You know, that weekend after Shark Tank, I did cry and I felt bad. And then, you know, whatever it is, that specific tweet that I read. And then it was like, right. That all or enough person was like, okay, moving on. You know, this isn't me. This is like society and, and, and I'm okay. I I did look a little crazy, but I'm an expressionate person. And like, I want to be who I am if I wasn't expressionate. And so Maybe I should have thought about it before I went on TV, but then I wouldn't have been me because I would have been thinking about... Right, right. So like in the end, I wouldn't have done anything different. And, you know, and I'm just honest with my experience. I think 
um, you know, and, and how it impacts and what I've learned, but yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah, do that with everything. I mean, I do that. I, I, but I do feel bad for myself a lot, you know, with going through legal stuff and copies. I mean, there's so much craziness that's happened that I would be lying if I said it's easy and no, you know, it's not I mean, easy. Yeah. It's, it's not. not easy, but here's the cool thing is, is just four years later, from when you started that, when you were sitting around the table, you're now a self-funded multi-million dollar company. I know. And crazy. that is really amazing. That's, that's so, you know, you went ahead and you said, okay, I'm going to go do this in a different way. Can you tell us what the, you know, where, where you, how did you do the self-funding journey? Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I think for me too, from the beginning, I just had a very clear vision of what I wanted with easy peasy from a culture and a company. And so that involves, right. I, I, our team is really small. I work with my best friends literally from growing up um, back in Michigan. And I knew that, you know, money is, um, money is like silly in this. It's, it's the strangest thing. And, and when you get other people's money involved, it just changes the entire dynamic of anything. And yes. so I knew I didn't like early on, I just did not want to take someone else's money and have them, you know, that, that be like the culture. Mm-hmm. So that was the original kind of intent of self-funding it of like, we can do this on our own. Um, and so we started, you know, but obviously just putting in our own money and coming from corporate America, I had a little bit saved. Um, but then really early on, you know, we did a Kickstarter campaign, which is a crowdfunding, you know, yes. using mm-hmm. consumers and grassroots and got funded early on. And then, you know, rolled every kind of anything we were making was going back into the company. And I worked the, the advantage of working with, you know, best friends that we have a trusting relationship. I got to, and I still unfortunately underpay a lot of people, but hopefully in the end, you know, they'll all make out. Right. But, but that's like a very big trust thing that not everyone has the luxury of having. And, um, you know, I'm determined to like, you know, I always said, I want to do this all handshakes and give everyone more than they would be expecting to give, you know, and that's like, right. That's a personal thing. And, and so I think just from the start, but I will say, um, you know, it, I think when I take a step back or my husband really takes a step back and looks at it, like it, it's still scary, right? Until, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, just when you get sued or litigations and that kind of stuff and you have your credit cards maxed out and all of that, it's, um, there is definitely lots of risk. But I think when you just kind of keep believing and you put it in perspective, um, you just keep going on. Right, right. You keep believing and you keep going and you keep working together as a team. And um, it, 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 you know, even what I like what you did there with when you left the shark tank behind you, we're like, okay, that didn't work. I'm going to go do this in a different way. Yeah. And um, that's how, you know, you, you keep following what's meant to happen. How is your business meant to grow and trusting in that? Totally. Yes, yeah. I I do. I mean, I I follow my gut, and I've I've always mm-hmm. been a, a firm believer in intuition, and um, you know, I, I mean, like energy is real. I follow my gut when I don't, uh, you know, and it it never works out when I don't follow my gut. So mm-hmm. I would say too a lot of that, right? And just being able to, you know, feel. I, I do a lot by how I feel. If it doesn't feel right, I usually don't, you know, don't move forward. Yep. Um, so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, and I would say cash flow is still a challenge, right. When you're trying to grow, um, and being self-funded. And so it's, it's been a journey, but I want to change it. I mean, it makes it, I think that much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're going to be able to look back at this and go, be so proud of what you've built and, and, and done with this. 
I know. I hope one day, even hearing you say, you know, when you hear, when you, when you, when someone else says it out loud, it's like, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm like, you know, blushing because when you're in it, you just kind of, you don't realize it all. And I don't want to, and I know you've got these, the goals where you want this to go and that sort of thing, but you've, you've, you've grown to a multi-million dollar company. So that's really significant. And so I don't want to belittle that. So how did that breakthrough happen? How did you, how did you get through the challenges that, that you did face to get to the tremendous growth that you've had? Um, gosh, well, every day I feel like there's a new challenge. So, right. um, I would say, you know, going back to just the beginning of always believing and having a vision and just kind of like, nothing's going to stop me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it to the end and going to achieve, you know, the, the final goal. And so that's, that's just kind of the, the way I live my life, I guess. But when, when, yeah, go ahead. when did you start the um, pet products? Gosh, now it's been, um, I, I'm like my years and days and life is so um, jumbled together. I mean, yes. probably within like last year or a year, uh, over a year ago. Okay. So that's yeah, pretty it, new then. Yes, it's pretty new. And it's the same tiny team since, you know, we, we have the same team of when we started Easy Peasy. The same team does Ono as well. And um, so we're all pretty tired in, in the sense of, and that's, you know, one of my challenges is I, our team is small and we have this beautiful culture and it's like family. And so when you've got that, it's really hard to um, grow when you need to grow, right? Because uh, revenue or, or, I mean, just everything's demanding growth, whether it's people and time and money and, you know, breaking outside of that culture for me has been the hardest part of like, no, I like our little, you know, tiny team. <laughs> um, I don't want any drama. Right. So, right. Um, but I think if, if my team was on the line, they'd be like, we need more people. We right. can't wait. You know, there's not enough, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. So I think that's kind of, you know, we're going to have to eventually figure out of like our next step, what that looks like where that tipping point is, is saying, yes, we need more people around this. And yeah. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm, because I'm a marketing person, I love marketing. I love branding. Tell us a little bit about how you market your products. What's worked well for you. Um, what's, what have you learned along the way from the, the marketing of a physical product like yours? Yeah, I think, gosh, the marketing stuff is so fun. Um, in the sense of, I love, when I work on those projects and I'm in that and, and I, I mean, we are so small, so I'm kind of in everything because interacting with the, our community and the moms and, um, is just, it's so energizing and rewarding. Mm -hmm. So I would say for us, you know, it's one with the consumer product, any product, the good news is our product works, right? So it solves a problem. So we've got that, like just a positive in general of in general, our product works and it's beautiful. I think personally, it's designed really well. And, and um, our goal has always been to be the innovative leaders in, in the, really in the feeding industry. Mm -hmm. And so, but what we've done, I think that separates us from other companies is we're very genuine. Mm -hmm. um, we are very value-based in terms of, and not that, not that this is no one would see this on the outside, but in, internally, we're not driven by money. So we are driven by what doing what's right and right, making a difference and having our products be tested by occupational therapists and speech language pathologists and making sure they're developmentally appropriate and they're high quality and doing all these quality tests. All of the things that are like 
not the sexy stuff behind the scenes, but it's what separates us from all the other companies. And so I think doing that naturally and then, you know, having a blog with our, our Dawn, our speech language pathologist, who's on our team, mm-hmm. um, and just making really good content that we make because we want to share good information. Mm. And, you know, I, like at the beginning of this call before we started, you know, I wish I was driven more by money and thought, you know, everything needs to lead back to a sale but it's really just about doing what's right and bringing awareness to feeding challenges and developmentally appropriate products, all stuff I didn't know as an initial mom or as a consumer before easy peasy. And I really honor the fact that you lead with values first. Yes. I mean, to me, that is part of what changes the future of, of corporate America, if you will, um, or corporate world, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to look at that, because it's, um, there's there's too many companies that fell by the wayside of leading all by dollar. Yep. And I think that's why so many people have left the corporate world and gone and started their own things, followed their passions. And so I I really applaud the way you're growing your company from a values inside out perspective. It, it feels really lovely. Oh, well, thank you. You know, and I, I, I really appreciate that because... I will say, you know, um, and I'll, I'll give you the why behind that because I had a really big eye opener when I started, but um, it, it is not always easy of like, I always say, why is it so hard to do what's right mm-hmm. um, in the sense of like, gosh, you know, it'd be so much easier to, to be, to have easy peasy sold on every channel and all these discount places and like driven by the dollar. But instead, and so, right, like, I'm like, oh, maybe we should just do that. Like when all these copies pop up, whatever it is. And then I go back to like, nope, that's not what we're doing. And and thank God we didn't do that. And this is what we stand for. And we value, I mean, we manage our channels and our independence and specialty. And we really try to do our best job kind of taking care of everyone and and separating out channels and with pricing and all of that. Mm -hmm. But, but I will say as, you know, my eye opening experiences, you know, as a mom, um, before Easy Peasy, when I went to the store, whether it be any really big store, because I would say independents are different than the Walmarts and the Babies Are Russes of the world, um, I just assumed that you know if a product was be sold, you know being sold at one of these retailers, that someone behind making it was either a doctor and they would know what's right about the spoon size or the bottle size, and you know that 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 was all kind of thought of. And, and then, and so I bought those products and I use them with my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once I get on this side, right, the making products and learning about who our competitors are and what, what goes into their product development, you realize like none of that happens. Like the plastic spoon being sold at X store is just, you know, they made that because it's the most money they can make on that spoon. And really, it's not really the right size for your kid. They probably got that because they bought someone else's and are copying that. And it kind of is disheartening on like a lot of levels. Not only like, oh, I thought, you know, everything's vetted and everyone has my best interest. Well, that really doesn't exist. So like you need to research companies and know who's good and who's not. And then you like, it's even a deeper level of like, we've lost our minds as a society demanding cheap products. And I want the cheapest and I want more. And the impact that it has on like, um, just like the environment is is disheartening. And so it, I mean, it has all these different levels of like, oh my gosh, 
like, you know, build, let's make high quality items that are safe and like, let's pay attention and make them right and, and do that. And so it's kind of, I've taken, I mean, my life has changed dramatically since I started the company um, because of all these learnings, right? But I'm like, right. I, I got duped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I felt a lot, you yeah. know? And so yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And it's, and it, I, I appreciate the, the thoughtfulness that you are going to, you know, speaking to the doctors and others, you know, the experts to get feedback into how you develop yes. products that, and I think as a, a throwaway, you know, we often are throwing, throwing things away in our society, right? Totally. And so getting to the, the, the mindset of, you know, I've bought something that's special that my child's going to eat out of for the next, you know, couple of years. And it becomes a, there's just a different value you place on that. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I can't, I can't get over, um, just the amount of like fake goods and counterfeit goods and buying stuff on Amazon and not knowing where you got it. You not, I mean, obviously ours is a plate. So you think that people would care more because you're eating off of it. Um, but even like, I mean, I would say bottles and pacifiers, all that stuff's bought. And man, you, I mean, when you start laying, you know, pulling back the layers of that on Amazon and, you know, what is safe and what's not, it, it kind of gets a little scary. Mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. And good points to think about for people, for, especially for moms. So what's been the most eye-opening thing since becoming an entrepreneur for you? Um, you know, I think it would be that it's a world that I never thought I would be living in. I thought, you know, I was in corporate America and that's what I was going to be doing for the rest yep. of my life. You and me both. <laughs> right. And so that I ever thought I'd be on a podcast talking about this. And so I think kind of, um, you know, the eye opening is that a world existed that I never imagined myself in that I'm so grateful that I'm in even, even just, even despite all the challenges or all the, you know, what I just kind of the conversation we just came off of. Right. Um, I'm so grateful that this journey's kind of happened and, and for me, how much I've learned and uh, making a difference. I mean, with Easy Peasy, it's been crazy because our, our products have also made a huge difference within the special needs community. Um, and that wasn't, that was not anticipated when we started. I mean, we have three neurotypical boys and made the products because, you know, mealtime was messy. Um, and so for, for us, a, a real eye opener was, you know, starting to get messages that, you know, you've made a huge difference. You know, our five-year-old um, daughter with cerebral palsy has never eaten independently and now she can. And once you kind of start getting those messages and realize, you know, the impact you've had on people's lives, um, you know, it, there's a sense of gratitude, I think, there too, that I never really anticipated in my lifetime, you know, I would say. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's pretty eye-opening. And then, you know, back to, I could come bring everyone really down after that to the corruption and greed and selfishness. It's also been very eye-opening. Right. Um, so it's, you know, lots of positives, but also lots of... Um, the corruption and greed and selfishness of what? Uh, gosh, I think of, you know, just, just I didn't like, I, I guess I'm such an honest person and I you know, I, I, I like to think I, you know, have other people's interests in mind when I'm trying to, whatever I'm doing with easy peasy or my life. And I just, how many people are kind of like have their own self-interest in mind okay. and are, you know, uh, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> and then I would say the legal, I mean, when you start getting in lawsuits and you get sued and you learn about, 
that the side of business, I just, I, I can't believe the, the way people are. Okay. Okay. So and that's where really starting to learn to trust your intuition has probably served you well. Oh my, yeah. I mean, un, unbelievably, but I think too, so again, right. We're still a small team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot has been from an eye-opening perspective that, there are really kind of nasty people out there and, but the legal system is really flawed Okay, and nasty people know how to play the legal system very well. Mm. Um, that does entrepreneurs no favors. Okay. So I think that, you know, that that's just been, and again, I, I want to stay positive, but a, like a big eye opener of like, gosh, the system, it's hard to make it as a small business and an entrepreneur. Is there any advice you'd give for people listening who, you know, are building a product um, you know, some sort of a product, how to, to take care of themselves and protect themselves amidst that? Gosh, it depends. What do you ask me? I would, I would give, I may give a different answer. Um, you know, so we took with easy peasy, we got, we have a utility patent, which is really exciting and they're really hard to get. You can have utility patents or design patents. And, um, it was not easy to get. It took us a few years and so it protects the functionality of the product is the okay. easiest way to understand it. And then a design pad is the design. Um, so a design pads aren't quite as valuable because you can go around designs and, you know, companies have people that just analyze patents and how to go around them. Okay. So I think for us, we have a very robust, I, you know, intellectual property portfolio. We have filed um, globally everything that we need to. Um, and so I would recommend, um, you know, if you have a product or idea, consulting, um, or actually not even consulting because legal expense, legal consulting is so expensive, but just doing research on what makes the most sense legally to to file for whatever your product service idea is. And then in reality though, I think is, is, um, focusing on, you know, coming back to the values and building a brand and, um, why you're better than everybody else and what makes you different and going fast, I think, um, mm. is also really important. Okay. But, you know, it, it, and it depends on who's listening. Because I think we, you know, we did a lot to expose ourselves in terms of we were on Kickstarter. And so if you can imagine Kickstarter... If right, those, very public. You know, yeah, very public. And now, you know, I still get messages all the time of, um, you know, we saw you on Kickstarter from, you know, a manufacturer overseas. So like instantly, I mean, think about the platform. If you're not, you know, if you're still a year out from production and you're putting your idea on Kickstarter, there's a lot of people that are watching that are like, you know, are sitting in a manufacturer's plant that can start the tool up and, and like make the product way okay. faster than you can. So I think, to, and just like being aware of that stuff, right? Shark Tank, it's like, it's, it just exposes you to all of that and kind of evaluating, you know, the risk of that, the timing when you do stuff, um, you know, we were, we rolled right from Shark Tank to pre-orders on our website to capitalize all of that. So, you know, being a strategic thinker with intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it always goes back to, you know, despite we have copies and counterfeits and the legal stuff, like we have a really phenomenal community and we have a really good brand. And without that, we really wouldn't be anything. And so, you know, you, you, you got to have that. You got to have a good product, a good foundation. And then, of course, the intellectual property um, makes it that much better to protect right. yourself. And I think it goes back to the the way you stated your brand is built off of values. Um, yep. It's just the dollar. That's why that community stands there beside you because you built a brand 
that is based on value. So I think hugely important that, that, you know, just that thread carries through. Yeah, I completely agree. So how, let's talk about your life just to, you know, since the startup life for you, I mean, you left the corporate world. Now you have an easy peasy startup life. What's the best part about it? Um, that I get to wear my sweatpants every single day yes. for the majority, for, for most days. Uh-huh. Um, but I think for me, it's, uh, I, I'll, I'll give a twofold answer is one that I get to work with my best friends, um, literally my best friends. So, you know, this morning I'm Skyping all morning and, you know, it's people I go back 20 years with. So that for me is, um, just phenomenal. And I don't think I really understood the, the value of relationships, um, as much as I do now since easy peasy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. coming from working in the corporate world. Um, and then I think, you know, the impact it's going to have, or, and it has on our children, um, you know, raising three boys in this crazy world that they're able to see kind of something that I definitely didn't get to see as a child, you know, in terms of you can do anything you put your mind to, like you guys were messy. We taped a bowl to a piece of paper. You know? <laughs> now we have a company and we have products on our house and you eat out of them. Like that's real. And so whether it inspires them to do their own thing or to take a different path, that's pretty awesome, I think. And then, and also on the flip side, um, you know, they see what it feels like to get copied and to have people, you know, do naughty things on the legal side. Yes. And I think they're better off, right? They don't want to copy their friends. Right. They don't, and, and they, they're going to be pretty honest kids because, um, you know, we don't tolerate people that aren't honest. So I think that, you know, the, the relationships and then kind of the impact that um, we've had on our kids and, you know, within the community of Easy Peasy, even the impact. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I just, I love stories of women taking the leap out of corporate just because that was my own pathway. And it's often what I'm helping women do. It's like I, so many of my clients have been in the corporate world, executive executives in different roles. And they're like, you know what? I've just done with it. I'm, I'm ready for something new. And I think when you, when you, when you see women taking brave, courageous leaps, the, the, the lessons that that teaches our kids is huge. It's, um, you know, it's like, there's always another option and another door to, to walk through. Absolutely. And if we can give them that value that, you know, if you, if, if you're not happy in a place that you're in and you can make a choice and do something for yourself to make, to, to change that, that is such a beautiful gift to give to our children. I completely agree. I mean, I, it's, and I just, I, I was so naive in the sense of, um, you know, before I actually, it was it, even before easy peasy, I was going through this kind of life um, challenge in the sense of, I had a great job. I, I, I would say it was, you know, I was a director of operations. In theory, it was like the job I had been striving for, right, since I had went to college. Yep. And I was making good money and I just had all this flexibility. And I wrote to one of my old bosses um, from my previous company that I had always admired because he was himself and he had left our company after 20 years. And I, it's just this heartfelt email of, I've got this great job and, you know, you know I'm working and I'm kind of being myself and I'm getting a little bit of pushback and I can't, I don't connect with anyone. And I literally am like, but is this normal? And I, I, I mean, the email is like to an outsider, it looks like I have everything, you know, is, is it normal to not like, like what you do? 
but you just kind of, everyone goes through life. And, you know, he wrote me this response that was just the, the most amazing response of, you know, life's too short and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, a few months later, we had the idea for Easy Peasy and here I am. But like, you know, I was in, in the corporate world and just kind of questioning like if, if, that, if that was it, because I yes. kind of feel like society made me feel like that was it. Yes. Yes. Um, I totally get it. It's, I was in a position and I was like, I had, you know, achieved the position that I'd written down as my goal. And I was like, okay, I've done this and now what? And, right? and, and, and I had no view to that. I was going to go be an entrepreneur. I really did not. I mean, that was just like the furthest thing from my mind. Yep. And you know, the universe just delivered all kinds of beautiful gifts to me that led me in a different direction finally. And that's how mine unfolded. And I, and I love, you know, when you let that unfold for you, just like you did, I think that's just so powerful. I, I agree. And I'm, I'm so grateful. I, I really am. Yes. Yes. So whose shoulders do you stand on when the tough gets going? Um, I mean, I have a great husband and a great family, um, you know, a brother and a mom and dad. And, um, and then I just, my team is, um, like I've said a hundred times on this call, my best friends. And so they've seen me cry and like ugly cry, Yes, you know, and I am, you know, I am just so honest too. So like, you know, I, I, I would say, I have a really good community of just my family and my friends and my team and then other entrepreneurs. And I'm not afraid to, you know, tell people the good, but I also, I definitely don't shun away from, you know, this is the reality and the challenges. Um, and I'm not embarrassed, you know, it's just, they are, they are what they are. Yes. um, Yes. You know, the life of an entrepreneur is, is messy, right? I mean, it's going to be messy. There's going to be, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. And sometimes it all mixes together in a single day. And, um, that's part of it, but just really learning and having the support teams around us to move through it with us is, is so important. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, and just to kind of, you know, you need someone to be able to bitch to, right? Yes. And that someone's not going to judge you and you can like 100%. I mean, that's just, I, it always comes down to, I'm so grateful because I'm always myself, whether it's with my team or my customers or, um, you know, and I think I'm so grateful that I've always kind of been able to be myself. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, if you're listening to this, you can be yourself too. And I think, you know, I, I, it kills me when people try to kind of fit into this bubble. And so... Um, you know, but I am vulnerable and it's, it is ugly and it's also really fun and positive and exciting. Um, but it, this whole entrepreneur, it has been a journey to say the least. I mean, it's madness. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what's next for easy peasy? Um, great question. So I would say, you know, our, our, the, the ultimate goal of easy peasy has always been to, you know, make developmentally, beautiful products, um, in the feeding category and, and really be the innovation leader within the feeding industry. So creating, expanding the line for easy peasy outside of just mats. So utensils and cups, and then even, you know, larger categories than that. Okay. I think in the end though, you know, our, our, my ultimate goal when starting this was, is to get acquired and to eventually pass, pass the torch on to somebody else. Um, you know, they, someone else can go create the empire and, uh, um, and I will gladly uh, take joy in their success. Nice. So that's, you know, that's the ultimate goal is to eventually get acquired and then, you know, go on and do my thing and be a mom and, and breathe way more than I do now. 
just breathe. I'm just going to breathe for a really long time. It's an important thing. That's an important thing. <laughs> yes. So where can people find your products? Yeah. So easy peasy is available. We're in 30 countries, but we're, um, we have our website, which is, and it's just the letters easy peasy mm-hmm. And we're also in gosh, over a thousand retailers in the U S. So we're in Nordstrom and Bye Bye Baby and now Crate and Barrel and Crate Kids. Um, we're going to be launching in Pottery Barn uh, this summer. And nice. we are in, yes, in lots of uh, boutiques and independent retailers throughout the country. You can find any retailer on our website. Um, we have a store locator. Um, and then Ono is the pet line, which is Ono Friends is the website. And it's just onofriends.com. And that um, we're on the grommet and uncommon goods with Ono and independent boutiques as well. So um, we appreciate your support um, if anyone's listening. Oh, absolutely. And I think people will find your products really fun. I've, I've gotten to um, hack. I need to get a product. I need to get the pet products. Is what I don't have any little ones in the household anymore, but I would love the pet products. So yes, I will out. send you one. No, right, right at the beginning. I'll, I'll just send them all. Right? <laughs> that, you did say that, didn't you? <laughs> uh, you need someone. Give them away. Yes. My um, other piece of advice is have someone on your team that's completely the opposite, you know, the complete opposite of you. So they keep you in check and you don't give away your entire company. There you go. That's so good. That's so, uh, so good. Well, this has been awesome. So I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity and I love sharing sharing the story. Oh, I love your story. So as we wrap up here, what I'd like to close with, and this is a question I ask at every inter- at the end of every interview, is what three pearls of advice can you leave our listeners today? So I would say follow your guts. You know, intuition is real. Yes. Um, you know, be you and, and be kind, you know, to others, but mm-hmm. always be you and, and spread kindness and, and happiness and positivity Mm -hmm. and then you know yes you can I would say is yes you can you can do it I promise (laughs) you know with determination and drive I mean I'm living proof that I'm just a really hard worker Uh, and you can do it that's awesome well Lindsay this has been great I know our listeners are going to so love um, tuning into this and hearing your story and your inspiration Um, so, so thank you for being with us today thank you Have a good day. You too. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CamiGilman.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, MBU.